this Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Black Table Read. I am one of your hosts, uh, Mr. Jerry's Clyde, and to my right or to my left, I don't know how she looks on the screen, but <laughs> is Miss Lydia right. to my right uh, <laughs> is Miss Lydia Aku. And now that now that we've had this moment, whatever I was feeling before we started the show, I'm feeling good. I'm ready. Look at that. I'm ready for the show. Let's let's get it. It's it's gonna Come be great. On. So. Come on. Uh, welcome to all my first timers. Uh, we're excited that you decided to click and check us out. Uh, we do this every Tuesday at 730. We're a little late because me and Liddy had to powwow and just talk about our day and she gave sure. me that big sister advice with you know. a little sprinkle of Jesus in there with little sprinkles. Come on now. <laughs> Look, Will, but, he, he's running, y'all. He said, won't hey, he, Will? Won't hey, he? Won't, won't he? he do it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm excited. I think to, I, I have been waiting since probably episode two to do this episode. <laughs> we have teased these, we have teased this episode so much uh, that I, I'm finally glad that we finally get to do it. Uh, so, uh, what we're going to do first, uh, like I said, if you're a first timer, we're going to start off with our favorite, at least my favorite, I don't know about Lydia, it's my favorite, is the I black top. <laughs> she said, I love it all. <laughs> uh, I particularly like the black top. So this is our segment where we talk about all things, uh, hot topics in the industry, just in the world, sports, uh, from the stage, we talk about it all and we take it straight from the black top. So, uh, I'm going to kick us off real quick. Uh, with something that I saw in the headlines about Mr. Kenyon Barris. If you're not familiar with that name, Mr. Kenyon Barris is responsible for blackish, for mixish, for grownish, for a semi okay, terrible show on Netflix. Uh, what was that? What is it called? Black is Black AF. It, yes. It's it's okay. It get good right about episode four, but it's like. It's like real awkward. It's like semi based off of his life, and it's just so. Is, so is Blackish. Yeah, but Blackish is better. <laughs> it's like he wrote about himself in Black AF, and then Blackish yeah. he gave all the good parts too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he is apparently <laughs> making his uh feature date date feature directorial debut the devil's busy today (laughs) directorial debut with a uh, Richard Pryor biopic Mm. uh, set at MGM now I'm a big Richard Pryor fan like you're black you better be (laughs) you know I was watching Harlem Nights the other night and I was just like "This this is just gold this is just gold and then, so I'm an old man at heart, <laughs> and I bought me a uh, a record player, uh, vinyl oh. record player. Mm. And my mom had some uh, some records that she had just uh, handed down to me, and I was going through it, and I found the car wash soundtrack in it. Oh, my brother! Right? Oh. I played that, right that there. I played that joint right there. I was like, but, let's go. Between I, look, that and Superfly, it, it I it, also have the Superfly. Oh. I also have the Superfly vinyl. I'm coming over. Listen. Actually, oh. actually I, have, I, I think I have two of them. Somehow there's two of them in, in the in the set that she gave me. Like there's two, yeah. And so <laughs> I'll live far now. Look. look, look, come on through. But I was listening to it and I was like, and remembering the movie, I was like, okay. Richard like 
is a staple. Like he is a pillar of black comedy and black comedians transitioning to to film, especially during Mm -hmm. that era. So for me, when I heard that Kenyon was doing this, I was like, "Eh, y'all ain't got nobody else. (laughs) Well, like that's just for me. Like I personally don't find Kenyon always funny. I feel like he forces it just a little too much. Especially on Him Blackish. His, like Black, yeah. Yeah, Blackish. Now, on Black AF, he definitely was just over the top for no reason. Hmm. Uh, and I was like, uh, you're trying too hard. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I have faith that it can be done. I just, I haven't seen much evidence of him bringing that Richard Pryor. Now, if he, there's only one person, I think, who, who can play Richard Pryor effectively, and that's Mike Epps that's 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 my like top choice is is my gaps on that one uh so we'll see i mean it only only time will tell i mean last week we talked about oh so okay so it is different from the one that mike epps is attached to where he is playing this one uh was the 2016 film yeah and i think that was lee daniels uh, yes. and Eddie Murphy and Kate Hudson all those people were attached to that mm-hmm. so like I said only time will tell mm, we'll see <laughs> I mean you know just just on that regard I mean he's not playing Richard Pryor so that's that's oh, one God, part no, about it no. so I mean the good thing that Kenya has is putting people to get like okay Black AF besides mm-hmm. besides Rashida I mean, the kids could have, you know, tried, but they kept I mean, that. <laughs> but, but, yeah, blackish, kid. blackish is it's it's good, it's it's good stuff too. I mean, I I stand. I'm gonna let y'all know. Tracy Ellis Ross, oh yeah, spirit animal. Whew. That's oh, listen, mm. I'm sweating yes. now just thinking about it. Um, Fine. and then you got Lawrence Fishburne, Larry, uh, the Queen herself, Jennifer Lewis, and I then all wanna, the kids themselves. Like they're literally just making that happen. I just want to master Jennifer Lewis. <laughs> I just want to have, listen, I just want to have drunk tea with her. Like, she Not even drunk like she tea. Just, Can we bring out the hard liquor? <laughs> like, just legit. And she, oh my gosh, like, she she just seemed like she would just be, just give you gems. And oh, yeah. you just have to be there and be like, uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we're we going to see what happens with that because Richard Pryor was certainly a, like you said, just just a, a king of comedy. Like, legit, yeah. a a a pillar of comedy from which folks like Eddie Murphy, Chris mm-hmm. Rock, Dave Chappelle, like all of them legit Come looked from. at him and Red Fox. It literally, if you looked at all the people in, in Harlem Nights, it's like yeah. that was a premier just example of, oh, black, black goodness, black yeah. magic. You know what I'm saying? Just, so mm, let's black, let's just black. hope and pray that our uh our black brother, Mr. Bears, that he can, you know, do it justice. Let's keep him in our prayers. Let's put let's, him on the prayer list. Help him. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> so, so in that same vein, uh, we're going to switch over to another person, uh, Mr. Uh, Tyler Perry himself, mm-hmm. uh, a.k.a. Mr. Tyler Perry Studios, a.k.a. Miss Medea himself, herself, whichever <laughs> one. Uh, themselves. There we himself. Go. <laughs> uh, there, there, was a, there was a big big thing i want to say about a couple months ago when right before covid really started kicking our butts 
mm-hmm. uh, where he had posted this this video or picture and was like, you know, I wrote all these scripts and all these things because he has sisters, he has uh, bruh, and mm-hmm. and what's uh, the, oval? the oval and mm-hmm. have and have nots is still going on and yep, still, all these he, different I think projects the pains came on. back. Yep, yeah, the pains came back. Um, and he was talking about, you know, I wrote all these, I direct all these, I'm producing all these, and a lot of people were like, so, so you're not, you're, you're not allowing people in the room, like you're not allowing any type of new age influence, just, just nothing. And so he got a lot of a flack for that because he essentially doesn't use a writer's room. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you know good TV. Like, I think some of y'all know good TV, like Shonda. Shonda has an entire writer's room. Issa. Which, you know, Issa. Has a writer's room. You know. <laughs> Kenye has a writer's room. Yeah. It is a must. <laughs> it is a must because you have to have sounding boards to bounce ideas off. Some of these episodes that I've seen of The Oval and 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 Sisters, I'm like, did you run that across a couple people before you put that out? Because... <laughs> Watching somebody hysterically cry on screen after a scene is done for an additional three minutes is unnecessary. <laughs> right. Just unnecessary. And so he, uh, a while back, had insinuated that he may start utilizing writers' rooms and new directors. Can we? Growth. Say growth, because <laughs> like it's like good. you said, like and 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 not putting Tyler down. Tyler has built his own own table, which is great because he's invited oh, yeah. people to that table, like people like me and Lydia. We haven't been personally invited to the table just yet. We getting no. there, but we but, created our own. You know, we created our. But you know, it's a space for young actors to kind of break into Hollywood and 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 get themselves kind of seen we saw yeah. that with Taraji we saw that with Idris mm-hmm. um and a lot of those people come through the Tyler Perry type productions and kind of have grown since then into a TP tunnel more global star yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and so but you need that on the other side of the table because it, it makes no sense just to have actors and people come through you need other people to be directors and 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 writers to really influence a new age of of work a new body of work so i'm I'm excited for for that uh i'm available tyler if if you need you know me and lydia we could tag team on (laughs) on the script if we need to uh but yes let's 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 include Let's bring the people to the table. Include us all. We did have a comment, uh, Ms. Sharita. She said, love Tyler, but different ideas are good instead of recycled stories. I remember yes. like first seeing the plays. Like I I lived for those plays, especially once, what, what was it? Um, Family Reunion. Mm-hmm. And literally from like beginning to end, that whole thing just gave me so much like from the, the I mean the storyline looking back at it now it was just like dang it was so much going on yeah. you had Cora's daughter who was getting married to a crazy man basically who had yeah. a younger daughter who had gotten you know molested or whatever by uh, by the just all by, like place. it was just so much and it was just like when you look now and you think of like the movies and stuff and what's going on it's just like dang Tyler yeah 
what's going on? But then, you know, that, that is some, that all those things legit will have, you know, some type of premise within folks' lives, especially in in the black household. So, but he has some hit or misses, like, like the films. Now some films I'm like, okay, that, that was pretty dope. Like, no, was it good deeds? Good deeds is a good one. Once the films came out, I mean, when, for somebody who knew all of the plays, yeah, it was like when he started merging stories together. Like I think for, um, for Family Reunion, he merged like a storyline from yeah. Family Reunion into that, and it was just like looking at. It, I was like, "Whoa, wait, hold on, no, yeah, that's not he, that character mer- that says yeah, that." Yeah, and yeah. it was just like, "What are you doing? No." <laughs> yeah, he merged so, a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, I think but, the only one that kind of stayed true was uh, Diary of a Mad Black Dar- Woman. Was, was and, one that stayed true to the play that one and um why did i get married yeah that yeah. sequel they didn't need that <laughs> i love the second one the second was so that ending see I, i'm a sucker for sequels i, I love sequels i i feel like he i felt like he could have he could have did a, a a sequel to the sequel it could have been a third because just the way it ended with janet and the rock and all like it was just so open-ended like it might still happen you never know we don't need it Oh, I'll see. take I'll take I'll take I'll take a third of best man because oh oh well that's gonna come because what's yeah, your name yeah. talking about he's getting married it's just like what yeah, yeah. Hugh, I need I need I need that Hugh's third getting married? okay I need that third so I mean like I said the between these two between Kenya and him I mean they they are the new generation uh kind of staples so in my mind they have a duty to continue to elevate the culture um, oh for and sure push it and push because it forward, they're so. they're there yeah oh, yeah they're oh. they're in that premise mm-hmm. all right girl it's on you what you got what you got all right so there was a recent series called the mecca that wowed at the afrotech world um it's a it's a virtual summit that was going on and it was made by a gentleman called tevin scott and he was a sophomore at howard university at the time that he created it um, and it's based on his personal experiences from, you know, being at an HBCU. And he said that it meet, it's from like insecure meets a different world. Well, I was just like, oh yeah, that's what got me. And interestingly enough, I mean, having that kind of storyline, I mean, you, we had stuff like the quad, which he worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, you had stuff like a uh, drum line. It's like, you get somewhat of a, of a glimpse of what it is like to be on HBCU and I think we talked about it like I, I didn't go to HBCU but I had oh, enough I, I I had I had friends and family that did um from where my school was I was like 50 minutes from Nashville so going to Tennessee State that was like you know nothing um getting together with their their gospel choir a couple of times um oh, with our school choir? like we used to oh yeah we used to merge <laughs> you know and, and and make it happen in Nashville but yeah, I mean that that experience, you know, honing in on the HBCU yeah. campus is is so rich, and I'm I'm hoping that you know, I mean, with with most most folks that were alumni, they fight to keep them open. It's yeah. always stricken by you know financial, um, financial you know loss and things for mm-hmm. for a lot of institutions. Like I know here in Atlanta, Morris Brown. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, it said that people were were urgent for it to get reopened here in the next school year yeah so they're <laughs> in the process right now uh okay. to to so they've they've passed through the first round of getting their accreditation back uh Good. so that's 
that's good. I, I have a very good friend uh, from growing up. She, her mom went to Morris Brown and, and she kind of grew up around that, that culture and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, HBCUs ha- have, have a great staple in, in the country as well as just black history in general. Like you said, you right. didn't go to one. I didn't go to one. Um, it's funny. I, I almost went to, to Tuskegee and Tennessee State. I was, I, w- I had applied to both of them. Oh, wow. Um, and I remember doing my college tours and I went to, uh, I went to the CAF at Tennessee State you know, mm-hmm. as as a junior in high school and my mom, I got my big mom with my mom and them lunch ladies, baby, you. <laughs> They're so nice. Look, that extra oh. piece of cornbread. No wonder I was weighing two something. <laughs> 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 you know, they're giving, they're giving hefty spoonfuls of mac and cheese and they got, I think we were on the <laughs> Friday. So they got fish Friday. I'm like, I want to go here just for the food. I don't yeah. care what y'all academics look like right now. <laughs> yeah so uh, so but that, no, I, that was I, almost that's my important. life too yeah yes, I, I i applied to tsu to hampton um okay. kentucky the state other right kentucky state <laughs> um and what was one other one because for my church they used to take us on college tours mm. um it's one year they took us to nashville so we got to visit fisk uh okay. lamont owens um tsu and somewhere in there, like they wanted us to, you know, see Vanderbilt just to see the campus and it didn't work out. I was like, ah, it's fine. No, we just, don't we just go to Vanderbilt. Nobody. They don't like us. I'm letting you know wow. now. <laughs> I took my tour there and it was the most uncomfortable situation well, I've ever put myself in. That was almost the same for us when we came here. So we one year we went to Nashville and then that next year we actually came here to Atlanta and we we visited Emory. We visited, um, of course, Spelman Morehouse. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Clark that next morning after we visited um, I'm the same Spellhouse. And the guide, I don't know if it was because it was nine o'clock in the morning, but it was like she literally was like, "Oh, that's the science building. That's the dining hall. That's that's finance. If y'all have any questions, y'all just let me know." And we we barely moved. <laughs> like we got off the van. We stepped like I I can't remember. It was like right there in front of I think their matter of fact now knowing it's like the theater building that connects from like more houses this way. The building was right there, and she was like, "If y'all have any questions, y'all just let me know." Ooh. I'm asking. I was like, "Can we get Go a new back guy? To bed. Can we get Go a back. new guy?" Like that's right. a question because literally, I mean, I I remember like seeing the campus and knowing like other folks that had been there. Like I had a a good friend there, and I was like. Damn, like he, he was saying like, oh, it's, it's, it's dope down here. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't see the dopeness. I, I see a lot I see of laziness. Us, but <laughs> I was like, I don't know what she's giving us, but nah, stuff like that. Like it was, it was, it was a great experience just to see us, you know, yeah. going yeah. off and being on the step team at the time. Um, some old friends, we were on a team together. Like a few of us were on a team together at school and also at our church. So most of our guys were Greek. And I remember one of the guys at I think we're at Fisk. Um, he challenged, he was an alpha and he challenged us and he was just like, so I heard y'all, uh, y'all some steppers. So how, how, do y'all really know how to step? What y'all be doing? Like some flags? And we was like, no, like we want, Ooh. like, 
We don't try it. Our our church step team, like we were G five G glorify God. Like we literally were in Come competition. G five G. We were winning them things, like coming through with the <laughs> army fatigue, like coming through the church sanctuary, talking about who stepping is it, Jesus? The, like stepping, stepping the Jesus. devil out. Listen, Herb stopping the devil. And we let him know. Like we showed matter of fact, we showed him a couple of his steps and he was just like, Oh, who've been teaching y'all? Da, 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 da. So oh, but yeah, so shout out to uh to Tevin Scott. You can catch the show uh with the episodes on IGTV at the Mecca and also on YouTube um and on its website. So yeah, check that out, y'all. All right, y'all. Well, that was our black top. Uh hopefully you enjoyed it. Um so Lydia, what what do we got for the people today for our table read for today? What what we got? The table read is shift the focus. Black stories matter. Y'all, it is the time of now I won't only say it's the time of the year. It's been time. It's been overtime for us to get out here to create these stories and for them to be presented for the people to experience. Yes, we were just talking about, you know, folks like Issa Rae, King A. Barris. Uh, we'll throw in Avery DuVernay in there. We'll throw in Shonda Rhimes. Mm-hmm. All of these wonderful Black people. Um, and and there, there are plenty of creators of color that have pushed out their creation of stories for us as an audience to experience. And I think where it gets shaded is where we have these stories and sometimes they won't get greenlit. Sometimes people, you know, like smaller artists, they may think like, oh, I had this story, but eh, nobody's gonna wanna hear this or oh, I got this story and I'm gonna just keep it at a local, local, you know, uh, level. And it's just like, uh-uh, no. Cause you don't know who was gonna wanna see that. You don't know who's gonna, you know, give life from that. So mm-hmm. that's, that's literally like the, the main point that we wanna push off is, that our stories do matter. And that, especially during a time like this, where, you know, the industry is starting to open back up. And I mean, for more so on the film side, theater, it's 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 starting to trek back in there. I know here in Atlanta, there's some of the theaters that finally got a system in place where um, most of them, they're not, of course, like getting their shows together until next year. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's together with like drama summer camps and things like that. But as far as uh, working, they have in place where I know for one theater, they have like a level system. And I think level A is where um, the actors will come to the theater. Everybody will be, you know, maxed up and probably have like little shields. They'll perform the show and it'll be depending on the audience um, or the the capacity rather. It'll be 20 to 25 um, people to be allowed. 25 percent. I'm sorry. And level B, which I'm thinking is um, if there may have been like a case or two, mm-hmm. they'll say, okay, folks, will, the actors will still come in and they'll record the show and they'll have less people to come in. And then with level C, the actors won't come into the theater, but they'll still get the show. They'll basically still have their ticket to be, um, to be graced and they'll still get to experience the show. And the good thing is throughout all of this, it won't have to be a thing of, oh no, we got cases, we had to cancel the show. Mm. Literally, the actors will still be paid. You know, if it's weekly, it'll still be, you know, you'll still be blessed in that yeah. way. So that's 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 a good part about it. But um, just on that regard, the stories that we tell from here on out, 
um, I was talking with a friend about, you know, here in Atlanta, the theater industry is not, it's not huge, but it's not small either. And for other places, like he's in LA and he's like, in LA, it's, it's definitely, it's film town, it's Hollywood, you know, that you'll see theaters, but they may be like, you know, small black boxes, but you still have those folks that still fiend for new works. They fiend for like, oh, that just that live aspect versus just always looking in front of a screen and being like, okay, well, who's doing this new film? Mm -hmm. They wanna see new things. They wanna see new fresh faces. And it's almost just to say like, I wish that that same thing could kind of just like drive over into the big theaters too. And I think a big part of it is kind of, kind of not having, you know, enough faith in, I guess, newer stories, but it's almost just like, if you got good folks that you've either, you know, had work on your, like working your theaters and, you know, you trust their work on stage, it's almost as like, if they come with something, I mean, of course, you know, everybody doesn't, can be a, um, you know, like they, they can't like pin the, the next best store, but it's almost just like, if you don't give it a chance, then you won't know. Yeah. So That's if we're true. still here looking at like how Broadway does, like you have shows that have been on Broadway for years and I'm, they have contracts to literally I think, Wicked is, I think Wicked is run its course. <laughs> and you know what? It's, it's like, that, that, that can also bear a question. It's like, okay, with Broadway. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's dark now. But opening back up is like, are they going to, I mean, of course they're going to have to like make all that money back, but would that, that, that can honestly be a push for them. It's just like put on more new works in these theaters. Cause it's like, yeah, you have your Lion King, you got Wicked, you got, um, what is it's, uh, Phantom it, of the Opera. Like you got all these shows that have been there and it's, it's just not like, even okay. new work. Sometimes it's like recycled works because there was a big yeah. uproar uh i saw on on i, I want to say it was what was it it was like tiktok or something like that mm -hmm. and <laughs> you know the music man was supposed to with hugh jackman and sudden foster was supposed to be opening mm -hmm. this year yeah actually back in march i think mm -hmm. and people are like why do we need a revival of the music man <laughs> like why what is the point yeah. and it and then even there was a report that after COVID is done and Broadway does open that they would revive yet another YT uh show that uh and I'm just like yeah y'all y'all don't y'all can't find nothing Never and so yeah. and so one thing one thing that me and, and Lydia talked about when we were we were uh, putting this together was just kind of retracing our ourselves first, because I, I think a lot of times when you're you're thinking of what to create and and how to create you and how to re represent you, you kind of have to look back where you come from, and a lot of our stories come back, you know, way way back as far as like southern, you know, e experiences. Yeah. Uh, we do still have a lot of ties to to slavery, sharecropping, Jim Crow, segregation. A lot of our stories come through struggle, mm. and a lot of times, producers and and YT writers. Uh, <laughs> I say YT, you don't want to laugh. 
Because I saw it earlier today on another friend's post, and I was like, "What the hell is what is white?" And then like looking at, I was like, "White, like white bread, like white rice." (laughs) (laughs) No, because I always say wonderful or beautiful. I tell it to my students too, because somebody else told me like a long, long time ago, and I was like, "What?" And they'll be like, "Yeah, wonderful people, beautiful people." Uh, Ah, that's a cute way to go about it. One, so so stories that wonderful people create uh, are become exploitation of our struggle. Mm. Um, you see this a lot of times with ones on this island kind of is comes from a from a place of struggle color purple comes from you know mm-hmm. from the movie but even that movie comes through in some cases through struggle mm-hmm. and so you know Easy one thing that happiness. we <laughs> no, what a joy yet you know right. black boy joy uh, or a black girl joy for that matter you know just joy in general yeah and and we looked at at this uh you know we talked about the chitlin circuit me and you Mm -hmm. and just how that was how we went about being able to perform because ain't when nobody trying to see us back in them days they were like y'all still slaves ain't y'all 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 don't belong in these spaces i mean you see you saw it with people like uh, Sammy Davis Jr., uh, James Brown, Lil Richard, like you saw people having to go to these, you know, backwater venues in some cases, if you were in the South and whatnot, and mm-hmm. perform. But you also had people like the Cap Calloways and the Duke Ellingtons doing the Cotton Clubs and the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Apollo and the uh, Saver Ballroom, like all these places, but still coming from a place of, of struggle. Yeah. And it, for a while, it's it's bothered me because you have people. There's a reason that we put his name in the the blacktop, so we gonna break him back out. You have people like Tyler, who, like we said, has has built himself an empire. Yeah. Um. He's created a table, and 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 it's great, and I love it. I'm. People think when I talk about him and and criticize him, it's from a place of hating, and it's like, nah, <laughs> it's not from a place of hating. It's a place of seeing what could be because Mm -hmm. other people are doing it and going you can do it as you can do it as well I see your potential uh but a lot of his plays and movies still come from a place of struggle and from a place of really drudged up stereotypes and tropes uh like I had to look I, I mean I showed this to Lydia the other day I looked up this thing called a black index and it's an index of tropes about black people in the tv and film industry and so one of them the very first one is african terrorist and the description says a sub-saharan african terrorist often carrying out guerrilla operations and maybe working for someone else i'm the captain now yeah (laughs) <laughs> ambiguously black or brown yeah when characters have brown skin but it's unclear where they're from angry black man uh bald black leader and sometimes them two go together because it's like you remember the guy from uh diver mad black Woman? he was black bald and a lawyer like and oh, angry. Yes. yeah and it's funny because <laughs> i don't know did you ever watch did you watch the boondocks uh when it was like on no. on so wow. the Boondocks, uh, they did this one episode that pissed Tyler off so bad because it talked about 
that that very thing. It's like, you know, we get a lot of these things where, you know, there's an angry bald black guy who is abusive to his wife and he leaves her, but then she falls in love with this ex-convict gardener who doesn't wear a shirt and he's light-skinned, uh, but she doesn't know if she can trust him. But then she gives him uh, the marriage one more chance to succeed. And, uh, but then the black bald man tries to hit her and it's like, yeah, this, this kind of tracks. And then all of a sudden, Medea, a Medea type character comes out with a gun and starts dancing. And oh, shooting. I saw that. I remember seeing a clip like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> they called your card, bruh. Called your card. And and although his empire is built on that, it's still built from these 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 tropes that yeah. don't serve us anymore. Yeah. And and that's what I've I've been having a real struggle with is is watching some of his shows and whatnot I see what he's trying to do but even still it's still like small things that continue to be put out to the public of this is how we are as a culture Mm. and people who aren't us beautiful (laughs) people Mm -hmm. uh latch on to that and it's like oh this is how y'all act this is Mm. how y'all are this is where y'all come from not not that I am an educated black man with two degrees, uh, not that I'm an actor, not that I'm a creator, but that I probably grew up, they'll latch onto the fact that I come from a single parent household, that I grew up in the, the, the hood or whatever you want to call it, and I speak Ebonics from time to time, depending on who I'm around. <laughs> Slang. Slang, <laughs> that ghetto talk. Uh, and it's like, I, I wish more creatives would, like our title says, shift the focus. Um, and and we talked about this with Jingle Jangle. Did you did you watch it yet? No, not yet. Okay, I didn't. I haven't. I, yeah, I'm I'm waiting for uh for for movie night. Yeah. Uh, with, with the lady. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, but just from what I've man. heard. Yeah. I mean, hair. Hair. Can we yeah. just talk about hair for a minute? <laughs> the hair yeah. is the most important part of our culture. It is who we identify. It's how we express how we ourselves. Express ourselves. Yeah. You know, I, I see a lady every, every week with <laughs> different hair. And I love every minute of it. <laughs> Me sometimes it's cut short. Me sometimes it's grown out. One day I may show up bald. Who knows? Hey. <laughs> it's my choice. It's my choice. Yeah, I can do what I want. Uh, but it is the fact that they took time mm-hmm. to really do research, really dive into hair that fits that time period, but also helps to identify these people as as their black essence. Right. Um, and I think that's important because you have a lot of productions, even with Tyler, mm-hmm. even with some of these other things where it's like, y'all threw all, at, as what, what, what Vern say, the, the Holly Berry, uh, shake and go wig. <laughs> the little 27 piece type. Yeah, yeah. You just, all right, girl. <laughs> look, look. They just called to meet them at the Cracker Barrel for brunch. Let me go and throw this on. Uh, 
but <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like you have productions like that that don't take that type of time. Yeah. Um, and I that I just from what I saw when I heard the hair was on point, I was like, say no more. I will mm-hmm. watch. I will support. You. And just knowing that <clears throat> the folks, I mean that that's just important. Period. Having folks on set to know how to do your hair. Like that has literally been a ongoing struggle Mm -hmm. for such a while where you're on these productions and it's like, you know, here you are, you have, you have your natural hair and they're just like, uh, um, I can like, um, wait a minute. And they like get a comb and it's just like, uh, -uh, it's dry. You don't want to do it when it's dry. And they're just like, trying to fry me. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let me um hold on. And they just like panic. Freak. And it's just like, what is what's going on? What's happening? So yeah, like it is I, I can tell that that was um that was definitely on on point where you got mm. the folks that did their did their research. Kind of like same thing with Black Panther. Yeah. Like you had folks on set that were there and it was just like not only do we have the picture to reference from, but we got the folks who know how to do it. Yeah, and that, and that's so important. You have to have us in the room, and I think that's another another key piece about it. You can't just be like, "We want to do a black story. Let's just do it, and we'll Let's, wink right. it." And and we talked about right. that when I told you about Black and Blue. Like when I found out who wrote that, I was like, "This makes so much sense. <laughs> Why this movie sucked?" Because <laughs> you had nobody in the room that went, "Yeah, that's not." how New Orleans like is even set up like I still didn't even see like where they filmed it like that was not New Orleans if it, it was, was not, that was like that's that's the thing about that, it if it, it had been New Orleans, New Orleans even even uh NCIS New Orleans shows clearly like Bourbon Street every once in a while so you yeah. know hey somebody walking down the street are. eating a po' boy you know <laughs> yeah. Dumont, you know just like you know mm-hmm. show something that lets me know like they they didn't go nowhere to get a beignet at no point during the movie <laughs> at all <laughs> at all and so and I was like you have to have us in the room because it it makes so much sense but also I it's funny the um I don't, I don't know if anybody watching this uh, watches this show but I I'm a big dear white people fan uh, when the film mm-hmm. came out I was like this is genius <laughs> like right. this is great and then they they have the the series on netflix and i can't remember if it was see it was season three it was season three mm-hmm. they had uh where they were they're basically talking about just kind of what we're talking about now black stories and they always have like these parodies kind of like insecure like these tv parodies that they watch and whatnot and and yeah. one of the things that they did a period about was uh, Sam, who is the main character, uh, played by London, uh, the actress London. I can't think of her last name. Uh, Logan Browning. Logan. Oh, good. What did I say? London. Ooh, child. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to be knowing nobody's name. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Logan. <laughs> um but Logan you know she's a filmmaker in the series and and she was picking who she wanted to mentor with and so she had uh one filmmaker who uh was almost like a Spike Lee who was played by uh Laverne Cox 
And then you had another yeah. one who was kind of paired like Tyler Perry. And he had uh, mm-hmm. his own type of character, which was like Mr. Griggs or something. It was kind of like one of these like backwater Chitlin Circuit type character trope people. Yeah, and she just would not. She did not want to work with him. She was like, "You're a disgrace to the, to the, to the culture, and and all that." And meanwhile, she finally does get to work with her mentor that she wants to, which is the Laverne Cox's character, and they're just all over the place, like just. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 I guess the question for me, and I, and I'll pose it to you, is. Is is it better to create our own style? of filmmaking or do we take the the approaches that are already being implemented and flip it on its head because basically what they were trying to argue was like with spike a lot of times his style is is comes from the wonderful people or your european approach to things uh to building his empire whereas even though uh Tyler is going through more of the the chitlin circuit type things it's going through our ancestry Mm -hmm. through that way and creating his own way of doing things and his own empire so I don't know what what do you think about that I I thought that was that was pretty interesting well you mean like more like the um like the view because I know like with with Spike Lee of course when he has like the more of the close-ups, the black and white, the, yeah. you know, like yeah. the, you Spike, know, the pan Spike, where's, you know. Yeah, I think Spike implements more like film noir type essence. Oh, yeah. Uh, French, with, with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying, like with, 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 with Spike, his stories, although Blacks still have that essence of European type filmmaking that you learn in school and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Whereas Tyler strictly comes from, his storytelling comes from, us you know stuff that we talk yeah. about you know sitting around at grandmama's house type stuff you know just listening yeah. to the phone conversations uh yeah. so it, for me i think they're both important yeah. now i think there's a way to channel both while not taking us back but going forward yeah i i just i wonder if they know that <laughs> and you know I, I know Spike Lee has, has definitely had his hangouts with Tyler Perry. Oh, yeah. Um, but I mean, it just goes into two powerful Black men, directors, producers, actors, mm-hmm. who do what any of us are trying to do is basically making their own lanes. You can pinpoint a Spike Lee joint. You can pinpoint a Tyler Perry creation. So yeah. it's more so of like, you know, take what you know and, you know, apply it. Um, yeah, I feel like in some cases with Tyler Perry going through, you know, the Chitlin circuit, I mean, that's literally what he had to do. Like, I don't, he didn't go to film school like Spike Lee did. He didn't have, you know, that, that knowledge of what to do behind the camera. He basically just, you know, winged it to an extent and found the backing by, you know, creating, something or creating characters from you know family members and then with spike Mm -hmm. lee the good thing with his is you know he took essentially in the same way i mean he looked around in his neighborhood and was just like this is brooklyn how do i know brooklyn because i am brooklyn and literally just introduced the world to 
Bedstuy, and introduce him to the stoop. Brooklyn, you know, you got yeah. you you got you got Crooklyn. You got she's got to have it. You got um, oh gosh, uh, they just had the the anniversary for it not too long ago. Um, do the right thing. Do the right thing. So school, it's like yeah, yeah, school days. Oh my gosh. So it's like you you have their way. You have all these. Um, I mean, even thinking about um, the gentleman that created like Moonlight. Yeah you you have like that that different view and it's almost like even lee daniels i forget we oh, forget yeah. lee daniels all yeah, the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like you you take all of them and you it's kind of like you going with one or the other you shouldn't just just like you said all of them are important because they've basically taken their own twist onto you know filmmaking storytelling mm-hmm. and made it you know profitable made it uh relatable and I think, like I said, like the big part of it is just making your verse, your voice heard. And even taking like, for anybody that's been watching Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, like if you are into sci-fi, if you're into just black stories, if you're into mystery, thriller, suspense, it literally has all of that. And you're yeah. going to get all of that in the very first episode. Mm. It's it's so good, but it's it's and it's one thing to not pack in too much into a story either, because you have so many people that are just like wordy in mm. stuff. Like it's just like you literally put like all of these words into these actors' mouths, and it's just like, okay, what are they saying? Like, what is the what what's the point? And stories can start off slow, or they just, it's just like it's so much going on, and it's like thirty minutes into it, and it's like, mm. okay, so is is. Are Where's, they married? Like, what's happening? Like, you know what I'm saying? You're trying, you're trying to figure to understand. it out. Yeah, like, you're still trying to understand. So it's like, I mean, it's, 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 should you change it up? I feel like just, just see what works for you. You know, if you are yeah. looking to create, it's almost just like, see what works for you. If it's, if you want to go more on the, you know, the newer side where it's like, you have folks that, like, you got people making films and stuff on their iPhones and Androids and stuff. And it's literally just same, literally <laughs> here. And it's just, just like, hey, and it's just like you got your close up, and it's just like you got yeah. your your watch, you know, all of that. And you wouldn't even think like, oh, okay. You always see on the little commercials like this was made with an iPhone. It's just like, it was dope, you know. All right. What's so that? yeah, I think I think it's just like really going at at what's what works for you. And I, I guess I'm I'm hard on people because I know what it's like to to be a kid watching um watching tv and watching movies and and begging for representation uh mm. and now being older and being a creative and being in control of certain things yeah like that that gives representation but also gives opportunity i find it's my duty if i'm going to do it i have to do it in a way that continues to push the needle forward right uh not just toe the line uh, mm-hmm. as acceptable. Uh, and, and we've talked about this in previous episodes. I've, I've, <laughs> I've kind of moved past being a, a can I have type person. Mm-hmm. I just can't do it anymore. Uh, it just doesn't serve. It's not a, it's not a hat that I want to wear anymore Same. because <laughs> the, the wonderful people, they only option is they just, they got it or it's given to them. 
We, on the other hand, have had to, we got to work a little bit harder. You know, Eli Pope said it best. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? You have to be what? <laughs> you got to be twice. You got to be what? You got to be twice. It's good to get half of what they got, you know. So I took that to heart and <laughs> said, all right. So, and, and so I, I challenge other people who have more money than me, who have more influence than I do, to, to do that same work. There, there should be no reason that we shouldn't have more Black central characters in sci-fi, in horror, in suspense, in dramas that isn't necessarily about the struggle of, of being Black. And, and that's one thing that writing a, a show myself, I, I, I posed a question to a friend of mine and I was like, is there a way to write a show that allows you to experience, experience Blackness in its purest form without the tragedy, without the, the trauma of it? Or not even necessarily the trauma because trauma is just a part of life. Yeah. But I think for me, it was more so how do you create a story for X amount of seasons and you know, you create a character without there being the exploitation of that tragedy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we see a lot of times in, in, in our movies and TV where it's like, dang, they really just got us out. And so coming to a point where it, and it's, uh-oh, y'all, we done. Lydia? Yeah, I can hear you. You're freezing up a little bit. I can't see you. Uh-oh. I can see you. I can hear you. Bear with us, y'all. Technical difficulties. I can see you now. Can you hear me? Yeah, is that you? Uh oh. Hold on. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Technology. Lord. <laughs> Can you see me? Yeah, I can see. Y'all, it says we still live. Well, no, we're yeah, we still live. Not I'm, anymore. I'm looking at us. Yeah, it says we're still live. Hold on, hold on, y'all. We we coming back. Don't touch that dial, or in this case, don't uh, touch that that back button. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave us don't leave don't leave us Facebook alright let's <clears throat> oh no uh oh what's it saying for you uh it's saying that we're live uh, at least yeah, I'm looking Zoom. at the at the at um, the um 
I'm looking at the post now. We're we're still on. Okay, cool. So we'll just keep rolling. I don't know what's wrong on my end. I think things are just crazy. But yeah. Uh I don't even remember what my last uh my thought was. Hold Lydia, on. what was my thought? <laughs> um <laughs> Well, we got past talking about what, what you want your ideas to be. I can't remember. But oh yeah, I mean I just uh neither can I. This this oh now. <laughs> Said oh there. <laughs> uh <laughs> see now. No, I like I said, I I think just just keeping keeping our foot to to the flames right now mm-hmm. I, I don't think there is I don't think there's room to be complacent uh oh, well no. I think it I think it's yeah. real easy right now uh, I think it's real easy right now during a pandemic to be like oh, okay well pandemic can't really do anything right uh but I I think with with the protest, with the conversations that we continuously keep having and people wanting to have information, now is the time to continue to to push push that forward. Mm-hmm. Um and let us be seen in our in our all of our greatness. Right. Uh, and like I said, sh- shift that focus. I think a lot of time, like I said, the focus has been struggle selma struggle you know fruitville station traumatic struggle you know it's like great stories but i'd i'd love one time not not to see somebody that looks like me shot hung beaten accosted racially profiled or anything i'd i'd like to see a bit of warmth yeah i think we we owe ourselves a break from that yeah um it's like allow us to use our imagination let's just answer your question about is it possible to have stories you know being in in the pureness of blackness and not you know talk about the struggle i feel like we could if you know and i think we we pose this on a different episode about just changing your mindset and allowing yourself to think forward and think positive um and think about all right so where we are now if we you know stay in the same mindset mm-hmm. then we're not going to move forward at all and it's going to be the same thing for however long and just as long as it took us to get here it's going to take just as long for us to get past it if people continue to think the way that they do continue to react the way that they do and i think it's on that same case of you know us with our stories is yeah us as people of color struggle is our middle name but it doesn't mean that you have to go by that name yeah you have a first name you are jarius i am lydia we can legit put ourselves out there and let our let our good be known let our creativity shine and um yeah allow it allow it to to push through yeah so yeah 
I know I, I this just go on that yeah. that sense of complacency. I mean, it, it definitely can't stay that way just because with something like yeah. the time we're living in now, especially with this pandemic, yeah, it is easy. It's easy just to um to stand back and just be like, oh well, I can't go anywhere. You know, there's no jobs, you know, there's there's no nobody like really like giving out anything. And it's just like, okay, that's fine. You have a go get you a notebook, go get you a pen if you create if you like creating that way, go write something. If you got a laptop, if you have most yeah. of y'all have smartphones, write something in your notes, write something on your Microsoft Word. If you don't have Microsoft Word, write something in the notes on your computer. Like there's literally so many different angles that you can take to the point where it's like can't shouldn't even be pop like that, that shouldn't even be around that shouldn't even pop in your head because it's like who said that you can yeah nobody You're said right. that you can't you know so it goes mm-hmm. it, it goes you know tenfold but yeah. it's just on how, how you take it yeah so let's shift that focus because real black stories matter that is black table recertified that's facts <laughs> it's been fact checked all right, y'all. Uh, well, that was a table read. Hopefully, you got something out of it. Uh, like, I, like I said, our stories matter, uh, and it doesn't always have to come from a, a tragic or or a place of us us coming through the struggle. Uh, we have joy and warmth and mystery about us. We have so many different layers. Uh, we like a good onion, you know. We got good layers. <laughs> Right. Just got to peel. Just got to work the peel. <laughs> so, uh, for any of our first timers, uh, we do have uh, one last segment that we're going to wrap up with, and that is our BTR, and that does not stand for Black Table Read, uh, but it stands for Breathe, Think, Release. This is kind of a moment where we like to just kind of wrap it all up, leave you with a little nugget of wisdom or something to go on and have the rest of your day. So Liddy, you got something for us today? I do. So my good people, <laughs> if you've been with us, <laughs> um, I mean, it's the goal, go back to what we were saying about um, not letting can't be in your mind. Now, all right, at the end of the day, we are all human. We are all going through this together. And it literally all depends on what you want for yourself. Now, for all of us that are creators, it definitely is a time for us to kind of take this time to push out all that we can. Anything that you call yourself not having time for because you're like, oh, I got a rehearsal. Oh, I have this to prepare for. I got an audition for this. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. I have, you know, cook. I know I have a dinner to cook. I got the kids to take care of. I have all these things. And it's just like, all right, cool. Still do that. And still make time to create for yourself, even if you aren't comfortable yet. All right, boom. You still have an idea that is old to at least come out of your mind and onto paper or onto a screen of some form. And just look at it and see if it's if it's something that is of caliber. And if it is, show it to somebody. You don't have to like, you know, shop it to a big old network yet, but at least just get it out. At least just to see where it's going to go, what you can do with it. And also just take into consideration that, you know, we're in a time that hopefully won't last forever, 
um, because nothing does. Um, So even, you know, within us talking about the struggle, we as people of color, especially Black people, if there's anything that we know how to do is overcome, it is something that we have legit pushed forth generation after generation to allow ourselves to push forth past the muck to, you know, rise up legit and make it better for ourselves. Because if you take something like a black president moving his black family into a white house, Mm. that's moving through the struggle. If you take something like a first black woman getting into the white house as a vice president, that's moving through the struggle. That's overcoming. If you take two black young artists making away from themselves on a Facebook platform, that's pushing through the struggle because you have a pace for pe- people who don't even want to see your face on play on platforms like this. It's literally what you see for yourself and how you continue to push forth and make it seen and make it known. Um, so yeah, y'all, that's that's your BTR moment. Let let it let it manifest within you, let it sink in, let it hold on. <laughs> and let's push mm. forth, y'all. Let's let's overcome. Mm. Let's shift that focus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for the glory of God, for the people of God, thanks be to God. Hey. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Hit that organ one time. <gasps> All right, y'all. Well, thank y'all for sticking with us, even with the technical difficulties today. Um, like I said, I, I really enjoy this topic. I think this is something that we can we can talk about for, for days on days on days. So if y'all want to connect with us or chat about it some more shoot us an email uh our email we do have an email because you know we legit like that uh shoot us an email at blacktableread at gmail.com or you can shoot us uh a message on facebook twitter or instagram at blacktableread uh, we'd love to hear from you if you got some topics that you may want us to cover look at or anything like that reach out to us um but yeah, so next time we'll, we'll be here, same BTR time, same BTR channel, uh, only on Facebook at 7.30. So hope you guys enjoy the rest of your evening, and we will see you guys next time right here on Black Table Read. So take care. Peace and love. Wear a mask, please, so we can get this pandemic over with. Please, Lord. <laughs> and uh, talk to you guys soon. Bye. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace.